women are powerful. We ask thousands of women one question. Then we listen to their answers and now we get to dig deeper, have the tough conversations and explore the answers to even bigger questions. How is it possible that you have a good life right now yet still want more? What happens when you no longer fit into society's box? How would it feel to be free to live your life your way? These are the questions, and this podcast will explore the answers. I am Teresa. And I am Kelly. And we welcome you to Lifing Live. Let's talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Lifing Live podcast. Woo! Today, we're going to explore just how powerful women are. And when Teresa and I were exploring what topic to discuss today, she just went on a little bit of a tirade and got us some facts and figures and some fun stuff to talk about the power of women. If we never thought we were powerful, today's podcast is going to change your mind. Yes, we think that we don't have the clout or the buying power or the finances and oftentimes we turn all of that over to someone else and I think that what we're going to share with you today will show you that that is an an old trend that is no longer the case today it's not reality anymore it's not so here we go I share with you some of our findings Women account for 85% of all consumer purchases. 85%. Oh. If we stopped buying, the economy would probably shut down. Yes. Okay. Now, what does that 85% constitute? 91% new homes, 66% PCs, 92% vacations, 80% healthcare, 65% new cars. New cars where a lot of people think that only men know about cars and therefore men should buy cars or when women go into dealerships that they're looked over. We heard that in our top five, yes. that they go in to buy a car for themselves and the salesperson talks around them and, and speaks directly to their male counterpart, not recognizing that here I am as a woman standing right in front of you. Pretty amazing. We constitute 89% of the bank accounts. Let's close down our bank accounts and see what happens to the banking industry. Whoa. Yeah. We buy 93% of the food. Oh my goodness. And collectively, we spend $5 trillion annually. Now, if we can't put our arms around $5 trillion, that's a lot of zeros. Grab this one. We constitute over half of the United States. GDP. Over half of what this country brings in, it's caused by us. Just saying. So it's staggering. I love it. it. Yeah, it's amazing when you think about what it is that we contribute to the overall well-being of this country. And I think we've been sequestered to think about what do we bring to the family or what do we bring to the household or what do we bring to our job and this podcast is about what we bring 
everywhere, everywhere. So, so let me expound a little bit more. Uh, 22% shop online at least, at least once a day. If we stop doing that, uh, what kind of dent would we put in Amazon? 92 of us, 92% of us pass along information about deals or fines to other people, causing other people to go out and mm. shop and buy as well. Uh, uh, unbelievable. Now, if we go on, I, I really want to drive home this idea because we're going to now show you our powerful forces in what is perceived to be a male-dominated segment. Guess what that segment is? Sports? Sports. <laughs> so in this article, it says she's got game. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right, so listen to this. 47.2% of Major League Soccer fans are women. Over 46% are Major League Baseball fans. 40, over 43% are NFL fans. I fall in that category. You yeah, fall in that category. Mm -hmm. I'm an avid Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and you are a 49ers fan. 49ers fan. And so I am diehard. Like, how many Pittsburgh Steelers shirts and hats and jackets do I have? Like, I'm obsessed. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit too much. Uh, but if I would just stop buying uh, Pittsburgh Steelers stuff, I'd probably put a dent in their merchandising. Okay, almost 41% of fans at the uh, National Hockey League games are women. 37% are NBA fans. And we purchase 46% of official NFL merchandise, which is what I was just talking about. And so when we think about even in an, in an industry, let's say the sporting industry, where men think they own it, boy, if we didn't show up, they would only function at maybe 50%, right? And, it, I, and I wanna have a bold conversation right now because I think back to the commercials that are played during sporting events. And it's all the men sitting around watching the TV, cheering in their you know, sports gear, and these commercials show women serving the food. Now that ticks me off. It ticked me off even before I started paying attention to this. Now it ticks me off more. Yeah. Because one of the statistics also say is that we feel as women uh, misunderstood by marketing and advertising. Or misrepresented. Well, we're definitely misrepresented. Or underrepresented. Yeah. So I'm like, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And so when we stop buying into it, when we step into our own power, when we step into what we contribute over and above what we are perceived to contribute in, we are outstanding. Yes. And again, you said perceived. It's a perception that it's dominated, the sports are dominated by men in a consumer level. You wouldn't know it's half and half or almost half and half. And yeah. our perception or whatever it's media or advertising, whatever it's geared towards is leaving that out 
on a great level. So anytime you feel like you're not that powerful, <laughs> and we're talking right now consumer at this, at this point, we're not even talking about the nurturing, the love, the creation, the all the amazing things women accomplish and do on a daily basis. You know, we're just talking like that one little section. It opens up the question of like, what is really real? What is the reality here? There is that article, I think we mentioned it before, called The Invisible Women. And there's a whole chunk of women that are feeling invisible, like they don't count, like they don't matter, like they're invisible. And that made me so sad. And by the way, we're not invisible. No, we're not at all. We're powerful, more powerful than we can even give ourselves credit for. Yeah, we're not invisible and we need to be looked at more than just our physical being. Yes. Which was also something in the, in the top five and more at what we do contribute all across the board, like you were just saying. Yeah. And then, here's a controversial subject, and then to get paid in relation to that. So I wanna give you an example. So we're in Tucson, Arizona, the University of Arizona. We, as, as a women's basketball team, we went as high as we could in the NCAA tournament. It was amazing. And our coach was, a female coach, was quoted all over the newspaper about how they, they got to the tournament gym and she walked into their workout area and it was subpar to the same area that the men's basketball team got to. So she had a press release. She used her voice. And the next day, the NCAA moved in all this workout equipment to bring it to parity. It wasn't quite parity, better than it was, uh, because she used her voice and caused change to happen. So this woman gets all this, this exposure all during the tournament. And then afterwards, there's all these write-ups about how wonderful she is and how the U of A wants to keep her and they renegotiated her contract. Now she's a winning coach and she gets a, an increased raise. Now, I want you to really hear this. She got a 34% increase and it brought her up to $580,000 in the next season. And she can grow that over the next five years and she can get up to 770,000 in the last year of that five-year contract. Hmm. Now, that is, that, those are great numbers in and of themselves. That's all we were looking at. But of course, you know us, that's not all we're gonna look at. So let's go to the head coach of the men's team. Can we talk about that? Sure. Okay, we're not gonna like it. Ladies, I'm just going to tell you straight up. So, a brand new coach, first year at the U of A, he gets a $1.6 million base salary in his first year 
and he doesn't have a proven track record like she does at the U of A. Whoa. His salary is going to climb to $2 million. That is... Three, Disgusting. Three times as much? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. 1.5, and she was getting 5, let's just say, and then it goes up to 7 and change. Mm-hmm. And he starts at 1.6? He starts at a million more than her? Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Wow. So, so I mean, I'm not surprised because there's, you know, the, it is out there that women don't get paid as much as men in a general, you know, there's, that's been going on for so long. Unacceptably had, going on yes. for so long. Yes. I had no idea though it's a million more. I, I had no idea how much more yeah. in, in this in this instance. Yeah, so should we get fired up? Yes, we should get fired up. Should we be appalled? Yes, we should be appalled. And at the same time, until we as individuals, we as women collectively come together and recognize our power, our buying power, our decision-making power, until we do, I don't know that anybody else will. And so this is our Wake Up Call podcast. I just want to present the facts because they're startling. And we can step into owning what we represent. And when we start owning what we represent, then I think other people will start recognizing it. Because unless you're doing the research like we do, who would know? Right? And so now we want to do it for you and bring it to your attention and, and, and then we can stop playing small. And we love Marianne Williamson's quote about playing small and that our playing small does not serve anything. It doesn't serve humanity. It doesn't serve yourself. It doesn't change perceptions. Nope. Right? It doesn't change the idea of the sports industry until we step into it and remind other people, remind society, remind the country, remind the world. We're not going to have everlasting change. Remind ourselves that we matter, that we are worthy, we have value, we contribute. We control. We control (laughs) some things, that's for sure. Yeah, but we give all that away. Yeah. We're conditioned to dumb down, shine less. Dim our lights. Mm-hmm. And as Marianne says, our playing small serves no one. As a matter of fact, who are we to dim our light? Absolutely. We're the ones that need to shine our light so that others can see it, see the way, and give them a model that says, I can do that too. Yeah. I can step into my power too. I think we're in this movement right now where I think millions and millions of women are waking up to their power now, Mm -hmm. especially our midlife rising women who are recognizing their worth and recognizing their prime is whenever they decided to be 
to stand up, join hands, join forces, and change the world. Yeah, and we're doing it. We're Kelly and I are doing it. We're launching the Midlife Rising Summit. Yep. And we have collected, collected, sounds like a we're, we're, we're weird way of saying it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. We've collected 25 women from around the world and we're bringing them all together in a summit. And we'll, we'll get you more information. Uh, it's gonna happen in August, so you're getting a sneak peek preview of what's happening. These women that we've met are powerhouses in their circle, in their industry, in their craft. And the passion for women wanting to help other women is a total blow away. So yes. be on the lookout for when we say, yo, the summit's here, because you guys are gonna to wanna to be the first ones that jump on board and start hearing how other women have transformed their lives from whatever anybody thought they should be doing, society's box that we refer to, to stepping in and owning their life and then recognizing that they can pass along their lessons to help other women do the same. Yes, it's if we ever question that some there's a rumble out there going on, uh, we question it, we don't question it further because it's like it's time for us to stand in our prime, stand in our light to be strong, to recognize our value and and worth and what we're actually doing in the world. And the wave is here. Let's jump on the surfboard and ride it. <laughs> so I'm going to ask that you all just like right now in this moment, wherever you are listening to this podcast, like stand up straight or sit up straight and put your chest out proudly to be a woman in these times where we can truly step out and change the world if we wanted to change the perceptions change the disparity in pay change the disparity in how far one can rise bust through the ceiling the glass ceiling like it's our time and when we can like em embrace it ourselves and then and then take on that role it, it just feels so good to be sitting up so straight right now that uh, I, I'm going to invite you all to just do it and feel it. Like I'm sitting up straight. So sit up straight, stand up straight, feel that power, feel that strength that we have, not just because the statistics say it. We have always been told we are the stronger sex. That's why we can have children. We can bear that. That's why we juggle 50,000 things in a day. Don't let a single thing drop. Get it all done. Uh, yeah. Just feel that. Like, step into that. Get excited about who we are and, and what we can do collectively. That rouses me up. Yes. And we're going to invite you to shine your light bright and step into the, the path that's already paved because it's right in front of us. We just yeah. have to take our seat. All right, so go make a difference in your day. Step into your power. 
Be who you are. Be proud of it. And let's rise up together. And watch for Summit details. It's the Midlife Rising Summit and coming to a theater near you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in. We're very riled up today. We were really psyched about all these amazing stats that we are like blown away by. So if you have anything you want to add, please email us at makingofyourlife at gmail.com and we'll catch you next time.